with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Today, I have my friend Sean McKeon in studio and Scott Salamant. And uh, we're going to be... Um, we're going to be answering a lot of questions. Who, who do we relate to? Peter. I'm well, Peter. I, Paul, I mean. <laughs> I hate it, but I'm Peter. Peter. There's, there's a lot. I, I think I relate to a lot of different, uh, yeah. different, different things to different disciples. I know right? who I want to be, but I know who I, who I most look like, probably. You know, like, mm-hmm. spiritually Peter. speaking. Yeah, I'm a Peter. You're a Peter. Yeah. I'm a Peter. Yeah. I love yeah. the Lord, but man, I'm an idiot. Uh, you know what? I, like, I <laughs> yeah. like Abraham. I like Abraham. There's a lot of things to relate because... He was a man that was taken from a different culture, mm. you know, trying to walk with God. And though God saw something like great in his life, how he was going to use him, he continued making stupid decisions. Yeah. And, I, and and yet God looked at him and like he looks at him as this this man of faith. Sometimes where we look at ourselves, sometimes I know I look at myself mm. sometimes. I'm like, dude, I'm not I'm not that all good, you know. You know, some people like give you a lot of encouragement. You know, love your teaching, all this kind of stuff, and. Sometimes I look at myself like being inadequate, like yeah. like like an idiot. Like I can't believe yeah. God uses me. Like yeah. and so when people give that encouragement, I'm like, wow. Like you know, you see past my faults. God sees past my faults. You know, and that's what Paul said. Mm-hmm. Like he that's begun a good work in you, he's going to complete it. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is trust him. So mm-hmm. I think that aspect of Abraham's like, dude, if he made it, I, I think I'll that feel gives okay. me some hope. Yeah. I just like the perspective of Paul, like how he just traveled around. Yeah. He was just evangelizing. Yeah. He was with all people in the culture, setting mm-hmm. up shop, praying for people, oh, he, traveling. Around. I just liked like that whole and obviously the the stupidity of of you know Peter's mistakes that that would be me as well. Yeah. You know, but yeah, just different things from from different people. I'm blown away on the Peter aspect because when Jesus asks him, you know, Peter, do you love me? When Raul teaches that, that blows my mind because he he doesn't go from like Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? No, he says do. You, do you love me? He says, yeah. Do, do you care for me? Are you fond of me? He went like from this level to like, let's see where you're really at. And he's like, Lord, you know, you know me, you know me. And yeah. he's like, feed, and he still said, feed my sheep. And that, yeah, that's crazy. That's personal to me. Yeah. That's personal. Dope. That's personal. dope. Okay. Um, so... This girl says, I want to be closer with some of my guy friends. I don't know how. How is the right way to go about it without seeming flirty? Hmm. We better save that for a Another girl. Save yeah, Save <laughs> that for a girl. What would we're, you we're, say to that, Sam? I'd be like, chill. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> one word after. Right. Chill. chill. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to save that one for when we, have a, when we have a girl in here. Yeah. Okay. My hair doesn't um, count for a girl, okay? Yeah, no, it doesn't count. Mm, let's see. How can I help the homeless if I don't have money? <laughs> How can you help the homeless if you don't have money? Well, there's tons of shelters in downtown areas. You can go there. They have all the resources. You just go serve. You know what, too? What did Peter and Paul say? Uh, Silver and gold I have not, but what I do have I freely give. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Half yeah. the time we think we need to give money. Yeah. Sometimes they just need the truth. Yeah. I'm saying you can get involved in like ministry. Yeah. There's all kinds of homeless ministries yeah. that, that have resources. You just, yeah. they're just looking for people to, to, to get time. Yeah. And then it goes back to the same thing, their background. Do they want to be homeless? Do they yeah, really want a lot of people help? want to be homeless yeah, they too. Want to, they just want to be out there. So you got to be wi- wise in that. Yeah. Um, 
A pretty deeper question was, with all the relational brokenness you experienced, how do you know when you were supposed to be in a long-term godly relationship and marriage? How, say the question again. Yeah. With all relational brokenness you experienced, how do you know when you were supposed to be in a long-term godly relationship and marriage? Okay, so basically somebody's probably had a broken heart in their life and gone through those moments and it's like, this is a hard time. When your heart's been broken, sometimes it's hard for you to know when to trust. And um, I think all of us have kind of gone through that at different times in our lives, like, you know, in past relationships. I know that was a, a thing that my, my wife today questioned me on because I would get to a point where it's like, oh, good, communicating, and then I kind of back off because I didn't want to, like, do anything that was going to veer me off from what God had for me. I also didn't want my heart ever to get jacked up again from a relationship. So you're like kind of guarded. But when you when you guard yourself too much, you're not open for what God has for you, for that perfect relationship, you miss out. And there is something to, like, for a relationship to develop, you got to let the walls go down. And sometimes you're vulnerable. And, yeah, it, it's kind of scary sometimes, but it's necessary. As far as being the right person, that's where that's where you can't just in. dive in. You got to just chill and be fr- like you would say, Sam. Chill. Yeah. chill. You got to just chill and be friends. <laughs> then yeah. it's not all awkward and yeah. weird. If you just people just get all they dive right in, and then yeah. you end up in a situation where like this guy's a weirdo or there's a lot of preconceived weirdo. notions with dating and all that stuff. Like it must be like this and must be like that, and every relationship's different. Like every Christian marriage and relationship I know is different. And so you can't say this is the cookie cutter way to do it. It's just yep. you know, it's each each individual couple. All right, what's next? What do we got? So how do you help with a deceitful tongue? Deceitful tongue, deceiving, like a lying tongue, deceiving, lying, cussing, stuff like that. Roar, the, read the word, the word, the word, the word. Re- read Psalm one nineteen every day for a month. And that'll school you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it talks all about the power of God's word to change and transform. There's a lot of people that are call themselves Christians, but they, they, they don't, um, they're not reading, they're not praying, they're not in church. You're, you're posing to be something. Mm. If you are seriously following Christ and you're like giving them your heart and you're praying every day and you're, and you know, I'm not saying like you're sitting in your room and you're, you're on your knees every day for hours. Not, I'm just, you could do that too, but I'm saying I just pray when I'm in the shower. I pray when I'm brushing my teeth. I pray when I'm driving. I pray when I'm making coffee. I pray wherever, whenever anything comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. And you have that relationship with God and you ask Him. You have not because you ask not. Ask Him and He'll show up. That's that's the job of the Holy Spirit. Look at Galatians. Galatians 5.19. Look, read it. Read the list. Mm-hmm. And He'll do the work. You have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do I do if my doctor prescribes me marijuana? Is that a sin? Is it Christian marijuana or Is it good stuff or bad stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a that, oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, we do. The Christian cannabis marijuana. Yeah, it's not only that, man. like because it's I get this all the time with the youth. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. I mean, okay. So, okay, well, let's. This is a bigger subject that we're going to talk about right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you read? Did you go to the website and read it? Did you did Which you see one? the article the triple X pastor that came out in oh, Christian, oh, yeah, 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 Christian yeah, yeah. Post said that it to us, yeah. he now takes 
THC or smokes weed or yeah, eats he's weed. able to worship better and yeah. he worships better. I'll do you bet. have that? Do you have that quote? We're gonna yeah, we're gonna it. talk about that. Keep, keep yeah, but wait, what was the original question? The original question. It was just if um, he was prescribed medical marijuana. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, well, let's. Let's yeah. get to okay. First, let's address the verse that everyone pulls from in Genesis. Yeah. The herb is good, and God made the herb of the earth. Yeah, no. all herbs are all herbs is good, for, but it's for food. They're cool. We eat edibles. No, it's not <laughs> the same thing. Herb literally means a fruit or vegetable. Why do we Why do we know yeah. that? Because we also know because Jesus, the Bible talks about being sober minded, be alert. Because it be mm -hmm. sober minded, because yeah. your enemy Satan roams around the world like a roaring lion, looking to whom he can devour. That's right. Also, mm -hmm. be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Be not intoxicated with wine. Right. Be not intoxicated. Period. Right. Because when you're intoxicated with some substance, pain pills, alcohol, weed, whatever it is. Hey, pain pills are legal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. If you're intoxicated with something else that's not the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit then all you're doing is you're turning off the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. I, I've used this illustration before. It's like you have the on and off switch, like a light switch. Once you get intoxicated, you drink a beer or two, whatever it is, or you smoke some weed, literally there's nothing holy happening. It just mm -hmm. literally just turns off. You just go into like chill mode, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, that's, that's basically what the Bible's saying. You know, I want to be alert, sober-minded, like the scripture says, and I want to be able to hear God's right. voice it's it's hard enough to hear God's voice, right? Yeah. Sober, and you when you're alert. Yeah. Imagine being like a little toasty. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. You ain't gonna hear nothing. You know. Yeah. It, it, good, good, Sean. There's a there's a big thing going on about the whole medicinal marijuana thing. Yeah. Like, okay, let's say hypothetically, the person's in chronic pain, and the doctor says the only thing's gonna relieve your pain is smoking weed. Now, chronic pains mean they're gonna probably die soon anywhere they're just it's never going to heal yeah. they're always going to have that well there's you know that cbd thing is huge right now but you don't get high off cbd you don't that's and that's my point so there's other derivatives of that where you don't have to sit there and smoke weed and get high yeah to make the pain go away yeah. like, it literally centralizes and kills those dead the, that 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 pain area so hey if you like wine you go get the wine with no alcohol there you go beer with no alcohol it's called kool-aid i'm just joking <laughs> there you yeah, go i mean there's so many different ways to go about <laughs> it instead of saying i must smoke weed because i'm in pain you know oh yeah one of those uh, quotes from that article you were talking about it was in the christian post and the pastor was saying that he he went to uh, he says I went to Coachella and saw one of my favorite artists that I've never ever seen and I and I used marijuana before seeing him it was amazing was he high when he was Rose getting interviewed Christian Post he says <laughs> I've never lifted my hands in worship service ever because I was raised Baptist I've done that at my bathroom worshiping with marijuana by myself hey I'm guess like, yeah. what I thought I've I done a, that too when I was high yeah I've I I never better, worshipped the <laughs> band so much in my life <laughs> I was the best dancer welcome when to I was marijuana. Yeah. I thought I was the best basketball player. Best <laughs> dancer, yeah. I was the best snowboarder. I was the, I was the best everything exactly. when I was high. That's the perception. Oh boy! No, I think the, the the whole thing, like you said, like there is a CBD aspect, which is the without the THC and mm -hmm. the, the aspect to get, to get high. And there are things that because there are like oxycodone and all these different kind of uh, harder drugs as well, but they are used for pain. You're coming back from stuff. Like there, there there's a place in some right. aspects of it. But let's be honest, man. Look at our world today. Mm -hmm. the, back 10 years ago, when we, or longer than that, growing up as kids, you get busted with a bunch of marijuana selling weed, you're going to jail, you're getting arrested. Today, 
you're an entrepreneur and a businessman traveling all over the place and doing friends. stuff right <laughs> in the public, dude. It's kind of a joke, and they're, yeah. they're, they're not doctors. No, no they're not. <laughs> and it goes back to what I said in the beginning, too. Just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Yeah. Okay, CBD. Back to that really quick, and then I'm going to come back to the THC thing. Yeah. CBD is it's a oil that you put on for pain. Now, I talked mm -hmm. to my acupuncture doctor, which is a Christian mm -hmm. uh, over here in Orange County. He does natural health, all, all mm -hmm. herbs. Uh, real herbs, not not yeah. marijuana herbs. Not the smokable. Um, and I asked him about CBD, and he says that that does get rid of the pain, but uh, you keep have to take in higher doses, higher doses, so it doesn't fix yes. the problem. So your pain will keep increasing. You're not. You're, it's just a band aid. You're not. Right. You're not actually right. uh, fixing the problem. So you're just going to keep having to take higher doses. And you might and lose then, your keys. You might forget yeah. you put your keys. No, no, because you're you're not I'm high on THC. <laughs> <laughs> but you will pop for cannabinoids if you try to get tested at your job. Yeah, I so. don't know. I don't know about that. I just know. I just uh, know. Back to okay. So back to THC. Mm. So I met with the uh, sergeant oh, yeah. sheriff in Orange County, Sergeant Clayton. We had him speak here before, and he he was telling us about. Uh, he's like, look at this is what's going on. There's a whole mental health epidemic that's about mm -hmm. to hit that the mainstream doesn't even know about right now because there's just all this legalizing of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Well, what's going on is the the research has showed. And by the way, speaking of research, I think Oxford, and I just read in the news yesterday, Oxford and another big college just got received like $9 million to do research on weed. <laughs> yeah. Paid to, to, How much? Wow. On $9 million each to do research <laughs> because they're trying to find out it's legal now. They're trying to find out what's going on. But what the sheriff told me is from the research that has been done, he said that um, if you're under eight, like I guess until you're like 24 to 25 years old, that 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 part of your brain, yeah, the that, frontal part lobe. of your brain, the lobe, yeah. that that, that uh, frontal lobe or something, the frontal lobe that that um, develops till you're that age. What happens if you start smoking weed at a young age? What it does is it destroys that because the weed that they're smoking now, from when we were mm -hmm. young, when we were smoking weed back in the day, from like in the 90s, yeah, early 90s, the the weed leaf itself, the plant would be about 13% THC. Now I think what was the number? It was like it was like sixty-eight or, yeah, or almost seventy percent or yeah, something. Or right. 80, genetically anywhere from, I can't remember exactly the quote. I said it on a previous radio show, but yeah. it's in the high sixties to eighty percent wow. THC. That's, That's actually just the 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 leaf, the the bud, the flower. That's not the oils. Yeah. That's not the vape pins. That's not all the other the stuff. Jewels, that yeah. so those are higher levels. So what's going on is there's people that are smoking this legal stuff now. There's a high rate of schizophrenia because oh, sure. you know everyone's bipolar and schizophrenic yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Weed is a major causing effect of that. They said that's not those those statistics haven't even been released to the public right. yet. But he said that's what's next. And yeah. you're seeing the effects already yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they used to call it the gateway drug, and it totally is. It totally is. It gets yeah. you into everything else. Alcohol was my gateway drug because yeah. once I started drinking, I got a little buzz. I was like, let me hit that. Yeah. yeah. What's exactly. that? Put that on that week. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> just chuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Sam is like, what? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that. So, I strayed away from God and caught an STD. How do I overcome the guilt and shame I feel every day? Mm. Well, when Jesus said it's finished on the cross, it's finished. Mm. So, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So, hit the doctors. Mm. Have them deal with it. Move on. And God could heal to you. God could heal if he chooses to, so. Yeah, but sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could get over that. Yeah. All right. Um, I live in an abusive situation, and it's going. By the way, to be I hard. want to go back to the STDs. STDs. STDs are growing. I don't know if you've been reading the news. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there was huge, a spike in Coachella, right? Just in Coachella alone. Coachella. 
One that was day. just in the news. One day. 550, something oh, like that. It was, three. no. Was it? I don't know. There's I, I, a huge spike in herpes. Yeah. From the Coachella. Yeah. Uh, Usually they have 50 in a day. They had 550 cases in one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's So there's a spike That's in herpes. Right. Yeah. There's also uh, in California. Chlamydia. There's a huge spike in, uh, I think it was like genital warts and like chlamydia or something like that. Yeah. STDs. Are huge right now. I would not be sleeping on nobody. And one of the reasons why I, I saw a, I a, a, a thing a few months ago. One of the reasons why they were breaking down some of those stats rising is because of social media, because of like random hookups through social mm, media that, makes that sense. people are like connecting or whatever. Late night hookups, even more so. People yeah. like they wouldn't meet like at the bar or whatever. This is more of a place where people are hooking up mm. randomly. So makes sense. See, they haven't even got the uh, the statistics back for Burning Man. That's true, yeah. That's right. They'll call Burning Man for a reason. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Watch out. All right. All right. Um, she says, I live in an abusive situation, and it's going to be hard to start accepting Christ. I'm not sure how to start anything, and I need advice, please. Huh. So is she, the, the, I guess the question is, is she still in the abusive relationship, or no? Is she out of it already? I live in. Oh, she abusive. lives in it. So like, let's say hypothetically a husband that's an abuser. That's a difficult one. I, uh, yeah, I'm dealing with that right now, not personally, but with a, with a, a family. And, you know, um, somebody said to me something one time, and, and it was the guy that was abusing his family. She can't, abuse, she can't leave me because I've never cheated on her. Well, you, you're abusing her, you know? So it's like, are you treating your wife the way you should be treating her? Just because she's your wife doesn't mean you could beat on her and, and, and assault her. So the Bible says that, that God calls us to peace. I mean, your dad had this whole situation. Your mom was ready to walk out on that guy a few times. Yeah. And she had every grounds, too. Ooh, you did. know? And uh, to be honest, it's like God got a hold of his life. But there comes a time and a place where the, the wife and the kids may be in severe, grave danger. Yeah. So you absolutely have to think about that first. Like, hey, my I kids, can't believe my, my mom stayed that long. No, seriously. Yeah. I your mom's strong. I, I would have bounced. It was too crazy. Yeah. She would, dude, my dad was so violent. Yeah, I mean, I, she was definitely had to be led by the Holy Spirit, but that—that's too gnarly. Yeah, I don't even that—that that, that has to be God, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. In this person's situation, they have to literally, like I think, like Ryan said, they, she has to be led by the Spirit as to know what to do and when to do it, and seek some outside counsel too. Like, there's a lot of legal aspects that she needs to to uh, to, to search out before she goes and does something like that. But if her life's in danger, or the yeah, kids—you got to bounce. You got to bounce. You got to you got to protect them. They're the innocents. Yes, sir. Um, how do I deal with an anxiety and depression when I can barely find the strength to believe in God and trust in Him? I'm always just frustrated and tired. Help. Hmm. The latter part's the first I, part. You know, I think a lot of people are battling with that more today yeah. than ever. Anxiety and depression mm. are the all-time high. You know, I think that there are some aspects where you don't wouldn't even identify it if you haven't been uh, gone to the doctor with it as depression, but it is. There's a warfare that's taking place on a lot of people's lives, and it's it's overwhelming. It leads you to not want to pray, and it, it makes you feel like there's no hope, mm-hmm. and you start going down, and you start believing the lie. 
Um, and that's why the, the remedy to that is always the same. It is encouraging yourself on the Lord. David, in the Psalms that he wrote, you read yeah. the Psalms, he, was he battled with like de yeah, um, depression, sure. loneliness. Like He went through being forsaken by people that he cared for, that he loved, and feeling yeah. like he was forsaken by God at times. Mm. And you know, the only way to overcome that is that David encouraged himself on the Lord. That's why to me, like worship's important, you know. And sometimes, like, sometimes I listen to, like random music, you know, not not like vulgar stuff, hey, but like you stuff. Put, put worship on yeah. nonstop, yeah, for like weeks. Yeah. And just watch; there'll be a, there'll be a shift yeah. in the atmosphere. It changes. It changes your perspective, you know. That's why going to a church that teaches the word and just read like all those aspects bring healing to your life, you know. So, as far as you may not feel like doing it, do it by faith. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some days where I don't feel like reading. You know, there's some days where I feel like I'm distracted, too distracted, or whatever. You know, so what do I do about it? I keep on making excuses or actually take a step forward and be like, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to read today because it's the only medicine. I always say, you go to a doctor when you have symptoms, you start getting sick or whatever. And if you go to the doctor and they're like, okay, you have this, you have this, you have that. If you take this medicine, do this, do this, do this, you're going to be okay. Well, if you don't take the medicine and you continue doing whatever and you get worse, mm -hmm. whose fault is it? Yours. Same thing spiritually. Here are your issues, anxiety, depression, all this stuff. The remedy is the same. It is prayer. It is worship. It is encouraging yourself in the Lord and allowing God's perspective to change your direction. Good, good answer. What you got? Um, what are your thoughts on stigma putting on mental illnesses and being depressed, suicide, suicidal, and anorexic or gay? Ooh, we already talked about that. Did we talk about all those? Yeah, I, I think that the, or one they're talking about is um, what's the first thing you said? The stigma. On stigma being put mental on mental illnesses. Yeah, mental illness. Well, I, I will say this really quick because mental illness is something that's thrown around a lot in yeah. our culture a lot, a lot of days, and I think it's good to have a basis on this. There are people that are some clinically imbalanced, chemically, there's something wrong. But sometimes in our culture today, it becomes a cop-out. Yeah. And as far yes. as issues. I'm bipolar. For us, it's the me, it's sin. That, you, yeah. we're, we're talking about sin. You're talking about mental illness. It's sin, actually. Yeah, yeah lack it, of it, That's the source of it all. And so, just to label everything mental illness. If you get this right or whatever, you're going to be good. To me, that's not not the answer. But there are those that are cl clinically in, imbalanced. So I think to be able to discern between the two. Cool. What are some other questions that we haven't talked about? Um, how do you let go of grudges and forgive people who have hurt you? Mm. Ooh, that's tough. Time. Time heals. I've been burned by some people, and you just got to you just got to keep asking God to forgive you every not not forgive you. Well, yeah, for, you ask for forgiveness, but you need to keep asking God to help you forgive, yeah. help Him continually to uproot bitterness, uproot anger, uproot all those those crazy thoughts you start thinking about. If I catch him, if I catch him after work, yeah, I'm gonna get him. Mm -hmm. All those thoughts. We have to constantly ask God to to remove. And what I've noticed is as you continually seeking God and asking him over time, he 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 does the healing. Mm. You know, it just depends on who burns you or or how it all goes down. It it could be really a real deep wound, you know? Mm -hmm. But God over time and the word and the relationship. Mm. 
Yeah, if you stay open, like Graham was saying, by the Holy Spirit, you continue growing in your life, God's going to continue working in your life, even the person, like, legitly has done you wrong. Like, time, I think, does, does heal in, in some aspects, um, but also being open uh, to conviction on your own life, pray for conviction on the other person's life. And I've seen God restore people that I thought would never, like, uh, come back in but it's over time in a relationship it yeah. doesn't just yeah. it doesn't happen overnight. people want the like what do i do right now to overcome it you know what it takes time mm -hmm. yeah so and, and, and again the background to the situation could be a lot deeper than we know but the blood of christ can wash away all sin you know what i like uh, in psalm 23 says and and lord forgive us our debts as we forgive those who've debted against us in other words forgive us help us to forgive those that have sinned against us and that's that's it. David prayed that because he had some people burn him hard. But it's hard. It's son, hard to forgive people sometimes. His own son came against him. It's so, hard. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to forgive rough. people sometimes. So, yeah, you have to do, it, but it's hard. Um, another question was, what do I do when I run into the Christian who keeps condemning people to hell or being judgmental? I forget to be loving. I end up tearing them down. Send them to the First Baptist Church back east. <laughs> They're recruiting. <laughs> you send them to Raw Reese's Kung Fu class. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. The judge, the 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 Pharisee, or like the the judge, the condemner. Mm. Well, who's the condemner? Satan's the condemner. Mm. You know, love covers a multitude of sins. We've talked about this on the show before. Self righteousness, looking at yourself like you're greater than everybody else, is dangerous. Having a critical eye about everything is addictive. You could be critical of everything. Oh, I can't believe that person. I can't believe that. Before you know it, you're the critic of everything and you're pointing everybody's faults at. But in reality, you have a plank in your own eye like Jesus. There said. is the verse mm. I was going to tell you to say. Mm. Yep. Yeah. How do you overcome shame after walking away from God and coming back to Him? <laughs> well, um, I can tackle that one a little bit. I think yeah. all of us can. Um, the shame comes when you're looking at yourself, to be honest with you, because when you're looking at the Lord, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, y you worry about what people are going to say, what people are going to think, and, and those are the wrong things to be thinking about. If you've fallen, get back up. Like, literally, get up, dust yourself off, admit your fault, and just say, you know what, God, I screwed up. Like, I like how David dealt with it. Like, Lord, before you and before you only have I sinned. And he literally, he didn't try to hide it from God. Like, I'm that way with God. I'm like, God, you know my faults. You know my issues. You know my weaknesses. And I bring this to you. Give me strength over those things and keep me from going that direction again. And, and I pray that every day, like daily, you know, because like, like the Psalms, that we're prone. Our, we're prone to wander. But God, God's word keeps us on path, you know. And, and I was like, I was talking about Psalm 119. He literally says, how can a young man cleanse his way? By, by heeding your word, by literally yeah. living, breathing, abiding, and, and, and eating and feeding off the word of God every day. So, you know, talking about the stigma, the stigma is what you were. It's not who you will be and not who you are now, right? So no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Hey, and you know what? The, the book of, you said Psalm 119. Mm. I, I love the scripture you said, but there's also one in Psalm 119. I forget the verse it says. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Mm. Like if you're honest with yourself, you're honest with yourself. Before mm. I was afflicted, I went astray. Mm. I Before I got jacked up, I, my heart was already drifting, mm -hmm. is what the psalmist is saying. Mm -hmm. Let me be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, But the, the solution is this. In the book of Revelation, it says, Remember where you have fallen, repent, and do the first works in the beginning. This is a solution. Dude, dude, I veered off. Okay, mm -hmm. here I am. I'm... 
let me get my heart right before God. Now, just continue walking. Go back. No condemnation to those who are in Christ. Then mm-hmm. allow God's peace and joy. Satan's going to want to condemn. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is the one that's going to bring up our past. But the Lord says, though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Cleanse them. Mm. Yeah. What else, Sam? What do we got? Pretty chill question. It says, what's something God has done for you this past week? Hmm. What has God done? What has he done for you? I lost two pounds. I lost two pounds. That's a good one. I can't tell. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That blessing just went right out the back door. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm I think you lost it here, <laughs> yeah. and it ended up it here. Shifted. Yeah. <laughs> it shifted. It shifted. I lost it in my neck. It went to my gut. Yeah. Uh, what has he done? Um, you guys I, 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 I can name something. Yeah. Um, I, not the, I'm not trying to sound like a... a, a uh, spiritual the uh, holy roller or anything like that but uh you know I was I was seeking some uh advice from him some I had some questions so mm-hmm. I and I'm gonna say this because I want to encourage people to do it because God shows up mm-hmm. um, when you when you seek him with all your heart uh, when you go and do like a fast you know you mm-hmm. ha- you have a question and you're like God you know there's this is I got this funk going on in my life mm-hmm. And feel like I'm I'm going into a new chapter, and you know, like I have questions about a certain couple things in my life, you know. And I fasted, talked to God throughout the whole day, you know. And and uh, I was at an event, and uh, basically when I finished my event, uh, someone came up and and had a, a word, just give me a word, right, right, right after the event, and it was exactly of what I was, yeah, my question. So it all goes back to, you know, seek him and you will find him. You know, a lot of these questions are like, what do, what do I do with this? Or how can God do this? Or all these questions. But what I've learned, the best advice is when God speaks to you. Because he's very direct. He'll speak to you however he wants to speak to you. He'll speak to you through people, through the word of God. He'll, he'll give you a dream. He'll give you a you hear an audible voice. I mean, there's all different ways he speaks to you. But um, more live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises! And what you read in the Bible, um, this stuff is all for, for today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's alive. It's not just like, we don't just say read the Bible because it's good history stuff and it has good lessons, you know? Mm. This is God's word. It's alive. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. Literally, like when you read it, even in 2 Timothy, it says that it, it's there to, to correct us when we're wrong. I mean, that's the New Living Translation, but mm. it's, it's for doctrine, it says in, yeah. in, the, in the King James. So basically, you read it. You learn it. He speaks to you, and it's alive, and he answers these questions. We're here just on the radio show talking to you guys um, just about life application and what the Scripture says, but I would encourage you, like, this is awesome here too, but, like, ask God to show up in your life. Like, he can answer these big – there's questions that we can't answer for you. Mm -hmm. Like, why why I got raped? What should I do? What's going on? How come I'm not healed? Well, God has to answer that. 
Yeah, that's such a big question. We don't know all the details. Where we could give you a surface answer of what the word says and our opinion, but basically, you know, God will he'll he'll speak to you in in those times. So what what did God do for me this week? I seeked him and I found him. Mm. Just like the word of God says. Mm. Yeah. Same thing for me. I, I Sean knows I, I went through a similar thing. I was fasting for like three, four weeks. And that's the longest I've ever fasted. And it was like, how long? Um, three, four weeks. Fasted for Yeah, not 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 eating nothing. I would be uh, dead right now. But I was basically fasted going, forty days. Yeah. No, I, I, like I basically fasted like <laughs> nothing in the morning until I went home after five o'clock and break my fast and eat dinner with my family. So yeah, the whole day. For for three weeks straight. And that's then crazy. for the fourth week it was more just like picking certain days. And so I'm still playing around with how it works for me. Yeah. But like you, I was seeking God for answers on some things and he literally Did he show up? Oh, he came through big mm-hmm. time. But here's the crazy thing. And and as God was showing up, Satan was throwing doubt. And so I was literally being ripped in half. Like God would give me verses and confirm what he was showing me, but Satan would tell me, "No, you're reading into it." And so like just, I was just having this battle like, "God, can I believe?" And then God told me, trust my word my word never fails Mm. and he kept showing me all the time like (laughs) he kept showing me like i don't need you uh you know to do all this stuff just all you have to do is believe my word the fasting he honored it because it it made me every time i thought about food i'd be in the word and just like praying and literally wake up praying go to sleep praying but it brought me to this place of like i was telling sean like where i feel like i'm like like this with the lord you know like yeah i I want to be like right like that little lamb Mm. and and after my fast was over and he answered those questions, I felt like I want more. Like, yeah. I, want, I want to keep doing it because yeah. I want to stay closer. Yep. So, yeah. So that, to me, he's been showing me the power of prayer and the power of faith mm-hmm. and the power of his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this, this last week is when he kind of just culminated it. So and why do we fast? Like, what, what's fasting represent? Why, why, just for the people yeah. that are listening, why, and that's why, why starve yourself? What does that yeah. show? What does it do? Um, well, okay, so somebody asked me this, like, why do we have to fast if Jesus did the sacrifice? Why do we have to? It's giving something. It's, it's starving the flesh, like starving the flesh so you could feed the spirit. Like, for me, food is, yeah, I mean, you like food. I like yeah. food. We love good. Hey, this guy, tacos, we, we love food. We all I love lost two pounds this week. We love food, and food is something, I mean, think about it. When your body craves it, you feed it. Yeah. And it's just the most immediate thing that you can that you can give your body. To refrain from that which the body needs and wants is a huge thing. It'd almost be like like for teenagers, fasting from their phone for a month. They'd go they'd go out and like completely go yeah. nuts, right? Food is one of those things. Your body craves it, it needs it. But after the first week, I'll be honest with you, before the Lord, after the first week, I wasn't even thinking about the food anymore. I was seriously focusing on the Lord. I was like so like God, what are you showing me? Like, it was crazy. It was like, I remember I sat down with yeah. you guys. They were eating lunch. I was just chilling. I, did, I wasn't even like, oh, it looks good. I was like, cool. Every time you get like a hunger, you yeah. always remember what you're doing. Yeah, and you Those hungers, you, they give, it reminds you, I'm fasting. Yeah. I'm fasting for, for these certain situations. I, I like that you brought up the question because everything has to have a purpose. Mm. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, even in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it talks about fasting in your relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like in, in your marriage. And it says, um, but it's for a purpose. It's for healing in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's being focused towards prayer. And like Scott was saying, like, same thing. It's like, Lord, what do you have for me during this time? 
you know i don't want to fast for the wrong reasons and fasting is it is denial of flesh it is because we're so accustomed i'm like you know i eat at this time i do this i do that i do that and it becomes if you break it all down it does take a big portion of your 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 life and focus Mm -hmm. so um to have that time that's kind of dedicated over to the lord to be given over to prayer and just like hearing god's voice you can't go wrong with that so I think it's important, and I believe it's vital. Like in our, in our lives, at very uh, different portions of it. I've had nothing but a great experience of fasting. I mean, on the contrary of like fasting from food mm-hmm. stinks, but it's always been amazing on the uh, the outside or mm-hmm. the, the the end result. Outside, the, uh, the end result. The, yeah, on the other side of it. Do it. I mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing. It. You get into it, and you you want to do it a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's not for diet. It's it's mainly to draw closer to the Lord. Yeah, a lot of people are like ah, oh, dual purpose, get close yeah. to God, lose a few pounds, but it's not about that. Yeah, you hear that, Sean? That's because then you I fast and you just eat a burrito and you you get all the weight back that. in like one serving. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what's your advice to parents and parents to be having godly parents? You become prodigal, then come back. How do do you think God honors parents praying for their children? Prayer works. Oh yeah, that's what kept me alive. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I still don't know to this day who prayed for me because there was nobody in my family that was saved and, and it was kind of weird. But I know for a fact that his parents were praying for him. Yeah. I know your mom was praying for you yep. for sure. And I know that Roll and Sharon prayed for all the kids that came to the house. So, um, But yeah, the, 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 the Bible says that the prayers, the faithful prayers of a righteous man or woman, I would say, availeth much i mean prayer throughout the bible we see like uh, samuel's mother Mm -hmm. dude just praying 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 and to the point of where god not only answers her prayer but then she like surrenders that boy to the lord and god has a purpose for his life you don't know the bible says train up a child in the ways of the lord and then when he's old he will not depart from it it literally means that he'll return he's Mm -hmm. not going to leave it because there's something happens you could get buck wild crazy huh when we're younger yeah and you're so liberal when we're young. Yeah, yeah, legalize this, do this and that. And then when you get older and you get a little wiser in the Lord, for sure, you start to think a lot more conservative. Like, you know what, man? Like, yeah, those things my parents taught me, those are legit. Like, yeah, I definitely true. need to go back to that, for sure. So, All right. Sam. Yes. Bring sir. it. Um, all right. Uh, there's, Okay. How can I draw nearer and nearer to God through a spiritually dry season? Mm. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> Fast, pray, head to the desert. Mm. If you live in California, head to Joshua Tree mm. when go. it's not hot. Yeah. It's only good till spring. Don't go to the beach. Right now, Joshua Tree's banging. Yeah. That's the place to be. I'm trying to get out there soon. Uh, and, and, and honestly, he's talking about geographically. It, it does. Jesus went off. Get off place. the grid. Go yeah. in the hills. Go yeah. somewhere where it's away from people and and uh, just listen to God and talk to Him. Yeah. Spend some time with you. It's so simple. It's like it's not these big answers. No. You know, it's very it's simplicity. Fast place. and head head to the wilderness. Yeah. And hang out with Jesus and watch what happens. Sometimes just sitting in a park. People want the people want the the oh, we've got to do this this and this. <laughs> yeah. No. You know, one of the guys here on staff. Like I met him before he came on staff here. <laughs> And I used to catch him walking around the street in Pomona. And he has a big, giant afro, right, with headphones on. Uh-huh. And I'd be like honking at him. He couldn't hear me. i catch him in the middle of the night. Where are you going? Going to the bus stop. I'm all, bus has stopped running. He's all, no, nah, man. I sit in the bus stop. Nobody bugs me. I just sit there and meditate. 
And he would sit there and like talk to God at bus stops and write and and, and read. No way. Bus. Yeah, that See, was his place. I the bus drivers hated him because he probably stopped every time. No, the, the bus drivers. <laughs> like this fool never pays, never gets on the bus. But that was his place. You know, other places people like go to the park, just yeah, chill on the bench, yeah. and hear get alone. I have my truck. I just drive down the road and talk. Mine's to Mine's anywhere but at my house with my kids. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you have to kill the noise. That's why our tour is called Kill the Noise. You have to kill the noise. Yes, sir. Um, so what's your favorite Bible verse and what does it mean to mm. you guys? Do a, it. a verse I put on every single one of my Bibles is Second Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. It's one of the first verses I memorize. It's very simple. And as the years have gone by, it still means something to me because the Christian life in itself is a step of faith. It is trusting. What is faith? It is trusting God. Mm-hmm. And before I, I walked with God, I trusted in myself, my own um, wisdom, my own knowledge, your own you know decisions that you make. Um, and sometimes things that you are about to face, you don't want to deal with them because they're overwhelming by sight to you. You know, it might be a, a big uh, financial thing that you have to battle with. It might be a, a health scare that you don't want to deal with. It might be a relationship that you just kind of put it under the rug and you don't deal with it. But in the Christian life, we walk by faith. We walk by trust. We don't walk by sight. We don't get overwhelmed by circumstances. You look in the Old Testament of Joshua and Caleb, who when they saw uh, the promised land, man, they were ready to go. Everybody else, they were overwhelmed. They're like, dude, there's giants in the land. We're never going to make it through, you know? Yeah, they had good fruit and stuff, but it ain't worth it. And all of that unbelief like impacted a generation to not find out what God had for them. Mm-hmm. And so for us, that's how we need to be. We need to be like Joshua and Caleb. It's like, I see the difficulties. I see those things that are like are around the corner, but I see that God is leading me this way and I'm gonna walk by faith. I'm not gonna walk by sight. I'm not gonna get overwhelmed by my circumstances. So. Hmm. Yep. I have, well, I have my life verse but I think my favorite verse is deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. With my life verses, it's just a different one. The eyes of the Lord range through the earth to strengthen whose hearts that are fully committed. Because that's just so dope because it just means that God's looking around the earth to strengthen whoever's hearts that are committed. Not perfect Christians or anything, but whoever's hearts are committed. Yeah. But the one that always rings, the one that had the highest impact on my life, like Sean was saying, the first one he memorized was, for me, was deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Because that is the, the key to a relationship to be a follower of Christ. Yeah. If you don't have that, you got nothing. Because the whole key, Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple or my follower, you got to turn from your selfish ways, pick up your cross, and follow me. That's yeah. it. And then you know how the verse continues out. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you're going to save it. And what does a man profit if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? So if you do not pick up your cross and follow him, you're going to lose your own soul. Hmm. So that's... That's and it's just crucial that that's and the more you submit, the more you surrender to God, the more you deny self, the more you crucify the body appetites. That's where the power of God manifests. It's not every day. I don't wake up and you know say, "Am I going to give myself to the to the flesh?" You know, oh no, the flesh is going to get me. I don't wake up that every day. I wake up. I'm like, I need to surrender my will to God. And then if you surrender your will to God, you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Because when you deny yourself, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And that's mm. where things get <laughs> radical. Yeah. Okay, Scott. I have um, my life verse is Isaiah 61. But uh, there's, there's a couple of 
heavy verses that uh, that the Lord has put on my heart, and and one of them was Proverbs seventeen three, and that is the the refining pot is for silver and the furnace is for gold, but God minds the hearts of men. And God showed me very 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 early in my walk that uh, him doing work in my heart was going to be like a lifelong thing. It's going to be something that he has to like put it through fire and just like chip away junk and it's it's a long time thing you know and then first corinthians chapter <laughs> one where he says that god has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise that's that's like that's how i that's feel all the time idea. there's always a couple like yeah those things you just like yeah i'm a fool and if god could use me that's that's more glory to god so god could things. use us he could use anybody amen mm-hmm. to that amen to that with you guys being leaders, um, what words of encouragement do you have for other leaders or youth pastors um, since you guys are both working with um, your mission with the younger people? Hmm. Good one. Go for it. You're older. Yeah. yeah. I, I say stay real, stay relatable, not because you're trying to be cool, but stay relatable in the sense of like realizing where you come from, who you are, and most of all, the people that you're dealing with are just like you, you know? And so love Jesus and then teach them to love Jesus. You know, like the, the first question that Raul ever asked me when I came on staff, he's like, hey, uh, what's your vision? And I said, uh, 2020. You know, I, I had no idea what he's talking about. I didn't know what, what he was talking about, vision. And he started like, no, 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 what do you want to see God do? And you're like, I don't know, man. I just want to see young people know Jesus. He's like, how would you do that? I said, I would just tell him, I would just teach him how, Jesus, how much Jesus loves him. He said, that's neat. <laughs> but that it's hired, yeah, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's never really strayed from that. Like all of us came to the Lord through relations. Like one of the things my friend Lance said, dude, Christianity is all relational. He's all it's it's if you have the right relational here, you have a right relationship here, and that's that's how it's always been. You know, like you make that right relationship with God and keep it real, and and God will God will he'll bring those connections, and you'll just be able to to make those those. Those, those long-term connections with people in the Lord, you know, it's, it's not, to me, it's not real hard. Um, keep pushing forward. Don't give up on that, that, that knucklehead wayward sheep that always wants to go his own way and do his own thing. Cause I've found in my own ministry, like, dude, those are the ones that end up loving the most Yeah, that those are the ones I love the most. Like, I mean, the ones that are the hardest to reach are the ones that end up being the ones that you just like, God's got a plan. Like this guy, you know, God has a plan. So love the sheep. And, and love God's word and let God do the rest. That's what I would say. I would say be, um, I, when you say these words, I, they just get thrown around a lot, mm. but it's for real, like be authentic, yeah. like mm. be who you are. Don't try and, and be some, you know, if, you, if you're in ministry and you wanna become like a, say like a, a leader, a leader, right? Mm. Like don't try and mimic, be that leader because yeah. you, God didn't create you. You're not him or her. Be who God created you to be because when you walk in that, what I've learned is when you walk in that, you're the most comfortable, you're authentic, you are who you are, and you're not putting on a show. I've seen people walk up on stage and they, or like you think you go live on air with them or you're on a TV radio show or a TV show or you're, uh, or you're uh, you know, you're, you know, they go up to speak and they turn into a different person on stage or like mm-hmm. in front of the camera or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're trying to to to, yeah. to, to be like an, a certain image yeah. or something. Mm. Just be who you are, because God created you to be that person. And there's only one of you, and there's only ever going to be one of you. And when you walk in that, and God God's going to use your personality, 
for the people that you're speaking to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he uses those things. That's why he created you. Because way, way before you were in, even created, God had a plan for you. Amen. So he wouldn't have made you a goofball if he didn't want you to be a goofball in the, the group of people that you're reaching. Or if you're more, you know, uh, not, not uptight, but more like a Structured. conservative. Yeah. If you're more conservative, God's going to use you in that format to speak to a different group of people. Yeah. You know, for whatever. I mean, look at Chuck Smith. Uh, uh, yeah. Chuck Smith. Okay. Perfect example. They had Lonnie Frisbee was the guy that was going around to all the high schools. Right. He, that's how Greg Laurie and all these guys got saved from the schools. He was a burnout hippie guy, like would mess up his verses and, you know, yeah. who, he was just powered by the Holy Spirit. People yeah. would just get saved to drop the power, right? Then Chuck Smith comes in, you know, he's going bald, turtleneck, high sketchy pants. looking glasses, <laughs> yeah. high pants, yeah. old guy. Yeah. And he would disciple them. Yeah, totally. God yeah. used him to sit there, just break the scripture down and just disciple them. And yeah. dude, it they worked. loved it yeah. because that generation, for whatever reason, didn't have they were all jacked yeah. up. They didn't have parents or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what their deal was, but they needed this father figure Stability. that would come in and just be who he was. Yeah. And yeah. God used him powerfully. People respect that too. Especially in our world today, people need what that. What if Chuck Smith started wearing a wig and he started looking like a hippie? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you know what I'm saying? Now think exactly. about it. Yeah. They'd be like, straight poser. Yeah. Yeah. But God uses us. And then, that, you know, that goes for me, like, You've known me, Sean, my whole life. I've had long hair, shaved head, or a mohawk. Yep. Tied eyes in high school. Skater, surfer, yep. riding dirt bikes, whatever, my whole mm -hmm. life into music. Uh, that's what I. That's what I do. That's who I am. Being, I love Jesus. Yeah, my be, identity though is in Christ. Amen. Yeah, that's what it is. Be be who you are. There's too many people that are kind of putting on the front, and you know what? That gets tired after a while. Get tired for yourself. It gets stressful. You know, and you don't want any, this is my, I, I don't want anything that God You have God to keep coming have, up with new schemes yeah. or new yeah. ideas. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck said that too, yeah. I, you don't that. want anything that God doesn't want for you anyway. Like you don't want to be your, be in a situation or a place or part of ministry that God hasn't called you to. Hmm. When God's called you to that particular ministry, it will flow. Another example of Chuck, Chuck thought he saw Billy Graham, he wanted to be Billy Graham. He wanted to be the evangelist. Yeah. And he was... He would be given these evangelistic messages in front of eight people in this church, and everybody was saved. And he's like, Wait. He's <laughs> but I'm an, I want to be an evangelist. <laughs> yeah. But he's trying to force it so much. But then it was like God spoke to him, and it changed the direction of his life. Same with us. If you just hear God's voice and understand the giftings that he has given you and find where that sweet spot is, you're going to have uh, joy in ministry through your calling, you're going to have difficulties just like anybody else, but you're going to know the purpose for where God has created you. Yep. 100%. So someone says, last night I realized how frustrated I am with God and how bad my relationship with him truly is. How can I build my relationship when it's so difficult? <laughs> Start at ground zero. Yeah, communication, you know. Ask God for forgiveness. Tell him everything that's going on in your heart and your mind. He already knows it all. Mm -hmm. Confess it. Ask him to renew your mind and tell him you're at ground zero and you want to start with that new relationship with him. And then, like we've been saying, press into the word and uh, get plugged into a church. Get, if you have a youth pastor or a pastor you can talk to, 
you know, don't isolate yourself. Isolation is the worst thing possible. Satan wants to isolate. Yeah. So just uh, do it. Yes, sir. Um, how do you know it's a sign of God and not just the enemy? Hmm. That's good. You got you got to be discerning because Jesus even said in the last days that there will be many that will be deceived. Um, there were. Do you remember Jesus rebuked? Um, the people that followed him for for just signs and wonders he's like you come at me because um because you saw this not because you really want to walk with me mm -hmm. and um you you need to be discerning the satan is a imitator yeah, we saw it in the with uh, moses and the egyptians right the the magicians would try to uh, do these things to kind of distort the people of, of reality um the things of the lord will draw you to the lord Things of the, the Lord are going to build you up in your faith. It's going to draw you closer to the heartbeat of God. To me, it's as simple as that. That's simple. All right. I um, will say this. I love seeing so, so many comments of people watching online here th through Facebook. Man, we got to continue doing these things. It's pretty legit. Is there comments? I can't see them. The comments are coming through for sure. So everybody that's been uh, tuning in. Why does Sean like Justin Bieber so much? <laughs> I don't know. He likes Taylor Swift too, just for the record. <laughs> T-Swift. Um, that relational thing though, I think is cool because, and I think you guys can relate because he said it earlier. You go through hills and valleys with your relationship with God. Not that you're falling out of love with him, but we can get distant at time. And that could from a variety of different reasons but keeping that love relationship with the Lord is always going to be your challenge like I need like he said you need, you always need to be trying to press in I like the way Raw puts it he's like hey uh, if you're not closer to the Lord today than you were yesterday then you're backsliding which is true like we always need to be like Lord how do I renew this how do I get fresh with you do I need a new devotional book do I need to like start start fasting do I need to like start worshiping more like you got to switch it up sometimes. Yeah, a lot, actually. Do. You absolutely do. Because you get bored. Up. I do. I get bored easy. Like, yeah. if I don't feel like reading, I will literally pray until I feel like reading. If I don't feel like praying, I'll read until I feel like praying. If I don't feel like doing either, I'll just worship the Lord until it puts my mind on the Lord, and then I'll just start praying. And then I'll just open the Word, and He'll minister to me. So it's like a combination of a bunch of different things. Like, right now, I've been going through just tons of uh, Chuck Smith CDs. Me but too. now I'm in, yeah. a, I'm in a place where I'm like, you know what? Because I, I stink at reading, so I do audio Bible. Mm -hmm. So, like, now I have this, like... Like, I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm going to go from Genesis to Revelations again with mm -hmm. the audio Bible. Because mm -hmm. I've been doing so many studies now. But yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna, I got to switch it up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I'll probably burn through some books mm -hmm. in, the, in, in the audio Bible. Then I'll flip back to some more studies and then flip mm -hmm. back to the audio. Yeah. You just got to keep, you know. And I like the way that he, because he says he's not a strong reader, but he found a way to, to get it inside him. And I, and Dude, I love the audio Bible, yeah. man. High school kids deal with that a lot. They, it's funny. They'll read their phone 24 hours a day. But they won't read a stinking book. They won't open a Bible. Yeah. And then they'll say, oh, reading's boring. You do it all day long. You do this. You read all day long, but you won't open the Bible. So the audio Bibles are a perfect opportunity. I, I do that every day. The one year through the Bible, yeah. that's one of the first things I listen to in the morning. Sick. I love it. Um, yeah. What else? <laughs> What's some advice you can give someone who started their walk with God today or last night? Or hmm. Strap in. <laughs> You're in for a cool ride. Um find a good church stay in your word stay on your knees um you know surround yourself with godly cool people in, a, in an awesome church 
that is going to feed you and minister to you in a place where you feel loved and where you can get involved. Make sure when you go to a church, make sure they're reading through the Bible yeah. in the service. If, if the guy goes up there and he's just dancing around doing his thing and he's just talking yeah. and there's no uh, Bible reading and he's not going through like a book of the Bible, you yeah. know, I would, I would definitely uh, look for a new church. You want to go through the Bible so you hear every word that God has to say so you get the full counsel of God from Genesis to Revelations. Yeah. I like um, that analogy you used, the cotton candy thing. I mean, yeah. a lot of churches serving up cotton candy yeah. a lot. But you need meat. You want leaveable. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we will uh, we'll get down with you guys next week. Yeah, Peace. No, this is pretty amazing, man. So, thanks for tuning in, guys. We like it, Ryan said. We will be back. Uh, amazing being here, right? Thanks, Ryan. This has been live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan. Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.